This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you by the Pocket Testament League. Visit ptl.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share your faith. ptl.org. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him. We're so grateful that you're tuning in this afternoon. Just know that we prayed for you before we got started. That's right, Jim. And one of the things, you know, when you talk about prayer, I just want to let people know we have a prayer team for iworkforhim.com. And we, they go to our website, iworkforhim.com. Join our subscribe list or go to that where we do our blog and our weekly email. And in there is an opportunity for people to join our prayer team and come alongside us in this journey and um, know specifically what it is that we are praying for, for not only our organization, but for our listeners and those that we're connected to, our board of directors, whatever it might be that is not only a need, but also a praise. And we just want um, to know that you're coming alongside us in that. So go ahead and join the prayer team. And we shout out to all of our audiences all over Tampa Bay, all over Jacksonville and the First Coast, all over Hampton Roads, Virginia. And of course, this is all made possible as we're on location in Dallas, Texas today because of the Christian Leadership Alliance. We'd love for you to check them out online at christianleadershipalliance.org. If you are a nonprofit who loves Jesus, of course the nonprofit doesn't love Jesus, but the people working the nonprofit <laughs> love Jesus. If you are working a nonprofit focused on the kingdom, you need to check out Christian Leadership Alliance. .org. Okay, so today we've got, well, today we have the super privilege of to have the CEO, President, Superwoman of Christian Leadership Alliance with us today on the show, Tammy Hine. Welcome back to I Work For Him. I am so excited to be here and we just love having you on site. Are you this sure? Week. I am completely convinced <laughs> it is a joy. We had a couple people throw fruit at us, and I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> well, that's that's a custom. That's a sign of affection. So, uh, somewhere in the world. Somewhere in the world. Maybe yes. maybe Texas. <laughs> okay. So talk to me, Tammy Heim. The, the week has been amazing, and there's still lots more to come. Talk to us about Christian Leadership Alliance and what this event, the Outcomes 2019 event, is all about. Well, every year. Um, leaders within the Alliance gather and we have kind of this mega training experience for them. The theme this year is rooted. So we've been talking a lot about what does it mean to be a Christian leader rooted in Christ, rooted in love. And as leaders come, we work on just encouraging them, the spiritual aspect of their walk, but then also equipping them. Christian Leadership Alliance is about the business of ministry and how we help people know how to steward the resources that God has given them so that they have a foundation where God will be able to use them in even a greater way. So this is about equipping, uniting hearts. Everyone that's here represents many different kinds of ministries, many different kinds of activities, but the thing that unites us is that we're all on the same purpose God has to bring the gospel to the world. Mm -hmm. And so everyone here is about transformation within themselves, their organizations, so that they can be even more effective transforming the world for Christ. Okay, so on today's show, you want to take it to a whole other level. Yes, You've sir. invited a couple people to join us today. Why don't you introduce the guests you brought along with you? Well, I'm so excited because I've been on a journey. I mean, I've been personally touched by the impact of Lead Like Jesus. So today we have the president and CEO, Phyllis Hendry, um, who just, God has united us in such an incredible way to do ministry together. And Rich Meese is here, who is trainer extraordinaire of um, the Lead Like Jesus experiences that we now have the opportunity to make possible through Christian Leadership Alliance. And we have just seen God move in an amazing way and lives changed because 
through Lead Like Jesus and the content that they have created and provided through the years, um, we see people learning how to follow the leader. And many times people don't think of Jesus as the ultimate leadership model. We think of him as Savior, Lord, Redeemer, but we don't realize that his life really is a demonstration of how we need to live as leaders. And so Lead Like Jesus breaks that down and helps people understand who they are in Christ, whose they are. So it's, it's a joy to have them here and for Christian Leadership Alliance to be in partnership with them to change the hearts of leaders. So Phyllis Hennessy Hendry, thank you so much for being on I Work For Him today. I am excited to be here and love being at, at CLA. It's the best place to be. Yes, it is. Christian Leadership Alliance. Find them online, christianleadershipalliance.org. And you brought along with your Rich Meese. Rich, it's great to have you as well. Wonderful to be with you, Jim. Thank you. Fantastic to have you here. Okay, we're, we're going to start with Phyllis for just a second. So let me go ahead, Phyllis. Why don't you, we always ask this question of every first-time guest on I Work For Him. Tell us how you became a Jesus follower. Oh, wow. I'd, I'd love to tell you that. Um, my, first of all, my father was a pastor, so I grew up in a, a home that loved the Lord. So there's never been a, a time in my life when I didn't really understand that I was deeply loved by the Father. So not only did my father and my mother teach me that, they, it, it, they brought in the love of the Father in my life. And so when I was eight years old, I asked Jesus to come into my heart, and I gave as much of myself at that time to as much of God as I understood at the time. And then through these years, I have been learning more and more about Him. So I had an experience uh, about the time I was eight when I had a couple come to my school, and they offered a two-week summer camp. So I was at the beginning of the school year, had to work for the whole year to go to this summer camp. And the only prize of the summer camp was to memorize 300 Bible verses. That's all you had to do. That's all I had to do. Only 300. And it was so exciting because they were going to teach us how to play tennis, and we were going to have campfire. We were going to have s'mores at night. So we were all excited about the <laughs> s'mores because I like chocolate big time. And so um, I just thought I could do that. But what happened to me in the midst of that was I got to know more and more about what Scripture says about the Lord. And I found out I was the apple of His eye and that He had plans for my life and that He would redeem things in my life. I found out He would never leave me, never forsake me. And there were all these things that I learned in the Scripture. And I said, man, I, I want to sign up for that. And so I did sign up, and I've been signing up more and more as I've gone along in my life and have come to understand that all I learned as a little girl was just a tip of the iceberg. So my heart still is to know him better, to know him more, to have this deep in my heart so that everything that happens in my life is the overflow of this relationship that I've been forming since I was eight years old. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that because, you know, the value of having scripture in our heart and really understanding it yes. is so powerful and it makes you hungry for more, doesn't it? It does, absolutely. And it makes you want to know the one you're reading about. Mm -hmm. So it's not, you know, people used to say, well, you know, you get ribbons for memorizing. It's not about that. It's about getting to know the one that you're reading about. So fabulous. So was the camp a great summer camp? You know what? I got do you home. even remember? <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I remember very clearly. I, it was a two-week camp, and by Wednesday, 
of the first week, I was so homesick, I called to go home. And uh, my mother and father came to get me the Saturday before I was supposed to go home, the next Saturday. Mm -hmm. But I realized uh, that wasn't my real reward. Yeah. My real reward was what I learned about the Lord. The transformation that happened That's getting exactly ready right. for camp. Thank you so much for sharing that. So did you then, as you grew and as you got older and as you figured out what it is that the Lord was asking you to do with your life, did you ever struggle to make the connection between this faith and your work? Or was, did, was that something that God really revealed to you? You know, the question uh, about faith and work is so, is so interesting because when I was a little girl, I remember uh, missionaries coming to our church and we prayed over them. And I said to my dad, why, why are we praying over the missionaries? And he said, well, because they're going back to these foreign countries and they've got, you know, this big responsibility. And I said, but everybody's going somewhere. Mm. And he said, you're right. Wow. And so in my heart, it's always been everybody's going somewhere. Amen. And so wherever we go, we're supposed to be taking this gospel. We're living this out before them. So I, I think because I haven't always been in ministry, as people might describe, but I believe my entire life was ministry and is yes. ministry no matter where I go. And, and I believe there's no sacred and secular any longer. Once you become a follower of Jesus, everything is sacred because you're walking into the space mm -hmm. and you're living out. The Holy Spirit is in you and you get to be the light. Uh, so I, I love that. That is fabulous. Calling. Leadlikejesus.com. Leadlikejesus.com. We've got Phyllis Hennessy Hendry here with us along with Rich Meese and along with Tammy Heim. She's the one hosting the show today from the Christian Leadership Alliance. Tammy Heim, you have spent a year getting ready for this outcomes conference and it's been going on all week you've got people coming in from all over the country and all over the world right yes okay and what's fun is that you decided to finally get on the radio this was great which i know that at this <laughs> point, I mean, and you haven't had enough coffee yet i know but just talk to us about why did you want everybody to hear about lead like jesus today well it's, it's interesting we did um qualitative and quantitative research and the things that were most important to the members. Just really finding how do we create value and how do we help them grow in their, their leadership. And there were four things that came out of that research and then everything else seemed a lot less important. But the thing that really stuck with me was leaders within the Alliance said, I don't just want to be a great leader. I want to be a leader who leads like Christ. And when I thought about the things that we did, we focus on the business of ministry, mm -hmm. and we do it, I mean, the thing that makes us distinctive is we look at the business of ministry through a Christian worldview so that they can steward the business in such a way that it will enable them to do more ministry. But this whole idea of, I want to lead like Christ. So what we realized is, you know, you can train business principles and knowledge and best practices, but if they are not sitting on a transformed heart, it will never realize the full potential that God has intended. And so when that surfaced, it was like, we need to create this experience within the Alliance that the leaders can go through that really help them know how to guard their heart, mm -hmm. how to recognize when they're in situations where fear and pride come into play and how do they lead like Jesus in a place of being humble, but yet confident 
And that all goes back to this understanding of who they are and whose they are. And that that's really where they get centered. And what does it mean to serve the audience of one, to be abiding in Christ? And so we went with Lead Like Jesus, and we had a long time of collaboration. And so we, rec we created what's now called the Outcomes Leadership Core. And within that core developed four key experiences that we believe help people understand their identity in Christ, help them get integrated in the practices of Christ, and then really take them on an immersion experience so that it really begins <clears throat> to shift and change their DNA. And we have members within the Alliance that have really made this foundational to their culture. And it's been transformational. I mean, an organization like Johnny and Friends, who has forever been a best Christian workplace. And when you are around members of that organization, or we interact with them, it's like the aroma of Christ is so thick on who they are. And you see how having that foundation shapes everything and how they look at it. So we've been able now to provide that experience to deal with the heart. And I'm, I'm so thrilled because God gave us stewardship of leadership.bible and .bible is here today. And it just made sense. If we would take leadership.bible, what would we showcase on that URL? But how to follow the leader, how to lead like Jesus. So it's been an amazing partnership with um, Lead Like Jesus and the American Bible Society to say this is what Christ-centered leadership looks like. So Phyllis Hennessy Hendry from Lead Like Jesus, you founded this. Why? How did this get started? I mean, this is almost 20 years in the making now, right? You've been. That's right. Um, actually, we were founded by Ken Blanchard and Phil Hodges. Okay. And uh, I met them in 2001, so I've been around a long time with Lead Like Jesus. And the whole idea of when we began, of course, Ken was, he came to the Lord late in his life, and he realized that once he came to the Lord, he wondered why other people weren't talking about Jesus as a leader. Because he did a really good job with twelve kind of incompetent guys, and so how do you <laughs> how do you figure that? That's the understatement of the day so far. <laughs> so how do you figure that out? What if we actually did what Jesus did do with the disciples? And so we began to think together, what would that look like? And so what we love so much is Jesus, as Tammy has said, provided us with a model that not only is he our Savior and Lord, but then he came and lived this life to show us that this is what this could look like. And he told us to bring the kingdom to earth. I mean, that's our prayer. We're to bring the kingdom of God to the kingdom of earth. And we believe that happens when we practice the ways of Jesus in the world. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's and Tammy, you mentioned something earlier. You know, you know this, there, there's a lot of people out there who call themselves Christians. And I do quote unquote Christians around the radio. So I got to tell people we're doing quote unquote Christians. Mm -hmm. But when somebody is a Jesus follower, their lives have been turned upside down. Because we read in the scriptures that anytime anybody encountered Jesus, their lives were never the same again. That's exactly Radically right. Radically transformed. Yes. You know, they were, either, they were either all in or they were all out, but they were radically impacted mm -hmm. by who Jesus is. And, and so what's, what's interesting, though, is that a lot of times we, we don't have that expectation or they've not been taught. Mm -hmm. um, you know, most people, when they look at Jesus, they don't even see him as a business guy. Yet he spent 30 years as an entrepreneur and three years as, a, as an itinerant preacher. Yet he was the greatest marketer and the greatest leader in the world because he took 12 idiots <laughs> and he changed the world. Right. With 11 of them. And then he grabs Paul to fill the spot. I mean, mm -hmm. you, you look at what, what happened. So for us to understand this, I mean, a lot of people don't even think of themselves as leaders, Phyllis. Mm -hmm. 
So how do you help the average Jesus follower to understand that their life should be radically impacted by following Jesus and that they are a leader? They don't have to have CEO behind their name right. that they're a leader. Right. Well, we, we say that leadership, we believe leadership is influence. And any time you influence the thinking, behavior, development of another person, that you are in the role of a leader. So that we have life roles, we have um, positional roles, but just think about even being a parent, uh, the importance of leading in your family. We all have life role leadership, we have influence. So we try to help people understand that wherever you are, you have the role as, as a leader, you have a, per, you have a place of influence, and then we really start with identity, and Tammy mentioned the words, whose you are and who you are, one of the things that happened for me as a, little, as a little girl was I began to understand whose I was and who I was. And when we begin to understand that we have the same power that Jesus had in Him, the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, mm -hmm. and we understand that's who we are, we can walk into a room and we have a different sense because we have purpose and drive of this message that lives in us and it overflows in our heart. Well, what's amazing that Jesus, you know, we've got the same power, the Holy Spirit living inside us, as right. you said. But Jesus said we would do greater, greater things than things. him. How yes. often do you get to see that going on? I mean, I've been in a lot of workplaces run by Jesus followers. I don't see it happening. So. Martha, you had a question. Well, I did. So I'm I'm kind of the boots on the ground gal. So what yeah. I want to, you know, you've you've said some amazing things. How are you actually teaching that to people? Is it does it start with a, a book? Does it do they have to sign up and become a you know what is it that is helping them to get this change of heart and really understand and walk that out in their leadership? Yeah, thank you for that question. Yes, we do have books and we have materials. Our latest book is Lead Like Jesus Revisited, and we have study guides and materials. But one of our foundational pieces is training. And we believe that uh, in this, we have a workshop experience, and we come into organizations, and this is where Rich Meese comes in so well. He and his wife, Barbara, are incredible trainers. And so we have facilitators here and around the world mm -hmm. that are teaching this message to others. And so it really is a process. But as you know, Martha, this is a lifetime process. Mm -hmm. So we begin a process. We begin new thinking. And we look carefully at the heart. We look at the head. Well, how are we thinking? And then we look at hands. What does that process? Because now we've got a transformed heart and an informed head. So now our behavior has to look different. And then we do that on a foundation of habits that have to be formed, that keep us deeply connected with the Father and intimately connected with others. And so um, that's where Rich comes in. And I'm just wondering if Rich Meese would like to talk a little bit about training Rich and just give people an understanding of how this happens. Well, it's been a pleasure to be involved in training all my adult life. And I'm just uh, thrilled to be involved with Lead Like Jesus because we get the opportunity to give people an experience with understanding Jesus' heart, head, hands, and habits. And how can we build that into our own lives? So our basic workshop is called the Leadership Encounter. And it's a 10-hour in-person experience where we take people through exercises, activities, discussions, and have them examine, first of all, what was Jesus, how was Jesus' heart? What was Jesus' heart? And, and how does he call us to transform our hearts? And, and, and then think application. 
how do I apply that to my life, which is, of course, what leading like Jesus is really all about. He's our model. Now, how do I take those principles, build them into my life, and have them show up in the workplace? And so that becomes just a great way to help people with a learning experience. And then, as Phyllis said, there's follow-ups with devotions, blogs, mm -hmm. podcasts. Tammy Heim, we were having a lot of fun this week. You have arranged some amazing interviews for us to catch mm -hmm. people from all over the country and all over the world talking about um, just how the Christian Leadership Alliance has impacted them and how the interconnection with all of these organizations represented here, just the, the, the depth of the relationships, not through networking, but through building relationships because, man, did I got Matt Bird yelled at me on my own show. I know. Well, <laughs> I, that does not surprise me. You got to you gotta, you gotta get this right. Now you, I, I mean, know. Well, it's you all about your thinking. Just, he was, it, it, was, it was tough. Okay, so talk to me about Lead Like Jesus and how, how that is impacting your organization as you lead the Christian Leadership Alliance? Well, the whole idea of Lead Like Jesus, I encountered Ken Blanchard just around the time that Phyllis did. I was actually uh, asked to speak with John Maxwell to the YPO, Young Presidents Organization in Atlanta. And we got into a conversation and I was asked to speak with John and Ken. And I thought, me, really, in the middle of this? And at the time I was the president of Borders. And we got into this whole conversation with YPO, and they were brilliant in their banter. But then someone asked a question, because it was the time when Sarbanes-Oxley and there was just all of this corruption, and presidents were signing their names on documents. And so all of a sudden, the question landed on my shoulders. And it just opened this opportunity to talk about values and what was important. And for me, as you know, a follower of Christ, and then John Maxwell, of course, is like, this is not a faith-based organization. But I just shared my testimony and what it meant and the integrity of our word. And, you know, when we follow Christ, and there was such a hunger. Mm. And after it was over, Ken came to me and he said, Tammy, I want to talk to you about this, this dream I have about Lead Like Jesus. And, and it was like it gave language to what I knew was true and this formative pathway to follow to just condition me more specifically as a leader. So um, just really right along the same time as Phyllis, it began to completely rock and change my life. And so um, for such a time as this, mm -hmm. then God had me on a series of other kinds of assignments. And so when I stepped into this assignment and I saw this idea of, you know, we're, we're training on the business of ministry, it just became so clear that it's really transformed leaders that transform, and it's an inside job, and that we were doing good with skills and knowledge, which are important, but that we needed to go deeper to really make sure that transformed leaders transform their organ organizations, and our unifying objective is to transform the world for Christ. And what a difference it makes when I am meeting someone at a pain point and I am truly transformed through Christ. What, what's the difference and the significance and that, that connection that's made? So, so Phyllis, how did you, you, you weren't one of the founders, but you know, the, these two guys came at Phil Hodges, you said, and Ken Blanchard. How did you get sucked into all of this? And uh, you're leading, I mean, so their, their idea of but you, you're the one that's taken this across the globe. So how did you get sucked into the world? Well, I was serving as president of the National Science Center when I met Ken. 
And, so uh, that makes that, total sense why yeah. you lead like Jason. Okay. <laughs> yes. That cleared it right up for me. Thanks I for clearing that up. You're welcome. And, um, but I was asked to chair an event in our city, and it was the business leaders. It was the Chamber of Commerce annual event. And I had just read Ken's book, Leadership by the Book, and that was kind of his first tiptoe into faith. He's written a lot of books. They've, they're wonderful stories, but they were not stories of faith specifically, right. but this one was. And I thought, okay, I have to have a speaker, and it has to be a speaker. Our city-county government had just merged, and people were really self-serving. And so we were trying to figure out what I wanted to know, what could I do to help my community? And so I needed to have somebody that was going to talk about leadership from a different perspective. So I'd read this book, and I thought, I'll just call up Ken Blanchard. Well, I called him up. And, of course, I didn't know him, and he didn't know me. But we came to, uh, we, came, we found a way to get him there. And he came for three days, and at the end of the three days, he said, Phil Hodges and I have been trying to do something. We don't know how I think you do. Will you come? Mm. Wow. And I said... Um, well, I can't come on that day. And he said, well, I'm going to pray that your appointment gets changed. And uh, it was changed. And I spent nine days listening about what they were thinking. And I said I would help. I didn't intend to leave. I had been where I was for 11 years. I wasn't planning on changing career paths at the moment. Uh, but God had a different plan. And my, uh, my heart was, as soon as I heard, I understood that they were looking at Jesus as the model. I thought, wow, why have we not talked about this before? This is exactly what we need. People are desperate for a different leadership model. And here we have Jesus. And on top of that, Jim, not only is he the model, he's the source. Right. You know, he's, I mean, he's, it's the, whole so, he's the whole thing. And well, so here we get to talk about Jesus, and we get to help people know that not only does he send you out, does he give you everything you need? He goes with you. Yeah, it's amazing that we're having this conversation 2,000 years after he left when it's obvious <laughs> the early church, through the leadership of Jesus, under the power of the Holy Spirit, overturned the Roman Empire without ever drawing a sword. That's leadership. That's right. They, they, I mean, Constantine found it so compelling, the faith, that everybody should become a Jesus follower. And yet... And then we get the resurgence of, under Martin Luther 500 years ago that, hey, there's something deeper about this. We're missing something. This isn't about religion. The religious people hated Jesus. Right. This is about, I mean, Jesus was different. I mean, the religious people hated him. The, the, the government people hated him because he challenged their power structures mm -hmm. because he loved right. people. Right. So you train this stuff, and I want to talk about some of the meat. So we're going to pull Rich Meese into this to talk about some of the meat, right? I would gonna, love that. Because Rich is the one that is on the ground teaching this stuff. You got him running all over the world doing this? Well, he runs all over the United States doing this. And okay. we, have, we have another wonderful guy named Jim Montgomery, who is our chief international officer, and he literally is all over the world. He's the one running all over. Okay, so yeah. Rich, you're running all over the States, which is no small task. <laughs> Talk to us about when you start to teach somebody to lead like Jesus, what does this look like? Well, it's a process, as we all know. It begins with a transformed heart, and we think that's where it all has to start. And so, again, it's looking at the heart, the head, the hands, and the habits of Jesus. Uh, what were those principles? 
and then how do we build those into our lives? And so uh, the workshop, again, is foundational. It gives people I, that experience. I just can interrupt you for a second, and I'm sorry, but, you know, I, I got the microphone. You know, you're talking about, we start with a transformed heart, but there's a lot of Jesus followers that say, you know what? No, there's a lot of Christians who say, Rich, I want to lead like Jesus. That's, I, this Jesus thing, I'm, I want to do this Jesus. And you get up to them, you have a conversation, and you're like, you don't even know Jesus. What do you do when you start the conversation with somebody and you realize they don't even really know the Jesus that we know? One of the wonderful things about the leadership encounter is that it introduces people to Jesus in a very powerful way. In fact, our international officer would tell you that we've had Muslims and uh, those from other religions mm -hmm. who have come to Christ through this experience. So it's a wonderful way to bring Jesus to people in a way they haven't thought of him. And so if they can see Jesus as their leader, uh, some then would say, why wouldn't I consider him as my Lord and Savior and Master? So that's a beautiful so you, thing. You started with the transformation then. Okay, I just was checking because there's a lot of people that they're going to walk into your class going, I'm a Jesus follower. Right. And you're like, right. you don't know Jesus. Well, Sorry. one of the great things too, Sorry, I'm going to step off my step on, uh, soapbox and no, you no. talk. One of the great things about that is, you know, we think about, okay, what's the practical application of that? And of course, it's living in the Spirit's power every day. Mm -hmm. And part of what gets in the way of that, we talk about how we tend to edge God out. And one of the ways we edge God out in our heart is through pride and fear. Those are the enemies in a way. And so what can we do to replace them? And so we have people examine that and think about their everyday lives, the decisions they make, the leadership roles that they have. How are they influencing others? Where does pride get in the way? Where does fear get in the way? And how can they overcome that? Well, the only way we overcome that is to submit to him, not only daily, but hour by hour. But we replace that. We talk about humility and God-grounded confidence. And that's really the two parts that help transform our lives. When we submit to the Spirit, live in humility and God-grounded confidence, He can bring amazing things to happen through our lives. So I'm curious what kind of atmosphere this is happening in. Is this a, let's rally everybody in the organization and shut it down? This is bringing in just the leaders? This mm -hmm. is, you know, I'm trying to wrap my head around how you do that in the context of a work environment. Yeah, ideally, Martha, it starts with the leaders mm -hmm. because we believe leadership is top down. And frankly, the way the organization runs, typically you look at the leader, yeah. right? Good right. leaders, good organization, not so good leaders, not so good organization. So that would be the best way to do it. Mm -hmm. Frankly, it's done in multiple ways. Traditionally, we've got groups from, I've done six to 240. Mm -hmm. uh, we like a group of maybe 15 to 30 people in a wow. workshop setting because they're rolling up their sleeves. They're applying this. They're talking with colleagues at their table about yeah. when were you subject to pride and what did that look like and how can Christ help overcome that. Mm -hmm. And so it's a real roll up your sleeves kind of an intimate workshop experience. It's not just someone talking to right. them. Here's our belief. The person doing the talking writing or doing is the person who's doing the learning. And too often we get talked to, and that's important, we have to preach the word, but I believe as we learn to discuss and analyze and think, and then how do I apply that? Mm -hmm. That's where real leadership and application takes place. Sure. And so that's what happens in the workshop. Okay, okay. So you mentioned something off the air about this thing called the biblical disc. 
so you know we talk about the disc profile often on the air because we joke about my disc profile versus Martha's disc profile <laughs> and the fact that we've been married 33 years and known each other for 36. Talk to us about how do you how do you transform that into a biblical disc profile? By the way, that's God's sense of humor when He attracts yes. people of opposite styles. Oh yeah, I'm and, high D, she's CS, SC. Well, she's a combination of both. And it happens a lot. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. So part of our curriculum, as you've heard, um, I think either Phyllis and or Tammy talk about is whose am I and who am I? So leadership encounter is very much about whose am I, understanding who's the ultimate guide and authority for our lives. And that's critical. As my wife, Barbara, and I came to the organization Lead Like Jesus four years ago, we'd actually been teaching the leadership encounter in our churches and businesses and so forth for many years. But we got excited and, and Phyllis invited us in to come and help train trainers. And we, as we began looking at the curricula, said, maybe there's a missing piece here and it's who am I? And what we now have is a way to help people understand that. We broadcast today from Dallas, Texas, courtesy of the Christian Leadership Alliance. That's right, Jim. We are here in Dallas, Texas at the Outcomes Conference, and we have been getting to just tickle our listeners with all kinds of incredible opportunities, resources, ideas, but they're all God's ideas. And that's really the, the thing that um, connects it all together is that, um, as Tammy was saying, surveying the leaders and what do they want? They want to learn how to lead like Jesus, which leads us right into this conversation. And so we were talking with um, Rich here about this whole idea of the DISC test. I know it's not called a test because you can't fail it, but <laughs> from a biblical perspective, <laughs> from a biblical perspective. So let's unwrap that a little bit. Yeah, it's a great story. DISC has been around for about 90 years, probably along with the Myers-Briggs type indicator, two of the most widely used tools sure. to understand personality or what we call behavioral style, because we talk about observable behavior rather than deep personality stuff. And so um, the, the idea is that a gentleman in Texas some 35 years ago was struggling in his marriage. He was a Christian, a believer, but traveling a lot, struggling in his marriage. Somebody introduced him to this idea of DISC. Mm -hmm. And along with the Lord's leading, he believes that his understanding of his high C and his wife's high I, which again are totally opposite styles, just his pastor knew something about this, started talking to he and Linda about this, and they will say that it was a way to help save their marriage. Yes. And Ken got so excited about this, he went to his church elders and he said, I want to teach DISC in our classes and I want to have uh, couples go through it in premarital counseling. And their question to him was, where do you find DISC in the Bible? Oh, that was a great question for them to ask. So he started out on a journey. Of course it was in there. Basically, the word isn't in there, but what right. he found is that God and Jesus treated people differently based on how they created them. So the way Jesus interacted with Paul versus Peter was very different mm -hmm. based on Paul being that very high D, get it done, let's make it happen, greatest evangelist of the uh, church planner of the New Testament, right. right? And Peter, that high eye off the chart, just say whatever comes to his mind, uh, you know, greatest evangelist of the New <laughs> Testament. But Jesus treated them very differently. He had to smack Paul in the face, knock him blind, in order to get his attention. With Peter, it was a little more gentle way of restoring him in front of his disciples when he had messed up. He treated Martha and Mary very differently, even though they both said the same thing. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. The key is that God and Jesus are relational 
Seminaries do a great job of exegeting the scriptures. I always stumble over that that's word. That's good. We don't even like that word and, on the air. But and, and yet maybe the missing piece sometimes is what's the relational side of God that's so important and so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so Ken really became an adjunct professor here at Dallas Theological Seminary. And for 20 years, he's taught pastors and ministry leaders in their DMIN program this model called Biblical Discs. So people learn their biblical character based on their disc mm -hmm. style. So what's cool is that there's nothing new under the sun. Solomon said that 3,000 years ago, mm -hmm. but all of the stuff that we're experiencing now is in, in the leadership world between uh, personality profiles, love languages, it's all in the scriptures. Mm -hmm. When uh, Rich Meese, when somebody finishes going through the Lead Like Jesus program the first time, because I'm sure people come back and back and back because you have to, you can't learn it's from the fire. It's yeah, transforming yeah. your heart. <laughs> what, Describe the radical change in a person when they all of a sudden understand how to lead like Jesus. Really quick. Well, I know Tammy and Phyllis will talk more about our core program here with CLA, and it starts with identity. Who did God create us to be? And one of the wonderful things is people begin to realize God didn't make a mistake the way he created mm -hmm. me. So many people look at themselves and say, I wish I weren't so. And then you fill in the blank. Yeah. So assertive, so uh, you know, off the chart, just say what comes out of my mouth, so reticent to make a decision. And God made us for a purpose. He designed us for a purpose. And so each of us is uniquely created. Once we understand that, and we begin to embrace that. Mm -hmm. And then we start to learn about the hard head hands habits of Jesus and you put that all together. It just becomes um, an amazing, it can be an amazing transformation in a person's life. Whether they run a for-profit, a not-for-profit organization, it can be a transformation in their life. We just had a woman last week go through our biblical disc workshop and she said, I finally understand who God created to me and I'm gonna quit beating myself up yeah. because of who I am. Yeah, and you know, I hear that a lot from people and just, self-discovery and um, really being able to embrace who God made us to be. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't live in the flesh and there are things that we need Absolutely. to curtail and and allow, you know, surrender to him. But Jim and I have that conversation often where he's like, so God made a mistake when you, you know, because I would complain about something. And no, he didn't make a mistake. I need to just um, work within how he created me to be. And here's the key to all of it. Jesus told us in John 13, 34, love each other as I have loved you. What that means is I have loved you. I loved you the way you need to be loved. Mm. And so the key to all of this is not just self-understanding. It's now, will I take that to the next level? Mm -hmm. Treat Tammy the way she needs to be treated and Phyllis the way she needs to be treated. Mm -hmm. And that's the key. Phyllis Hendry, you, Phyllis Hennessy Hendry, mm -hmm. as you have led Lead Like Jesus now almost two decades and you've seen the transformation there are people listening today that are going, I want to know how to connect with Lead Like Jesus. And I, and I want to know, I mean, give me some of the, the details on how people can get connected to Lead Like Jesus. I know they can go to the website, leadlikejesus.com. But what else? I mean, what, 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 what does it look like for them, for them to start working with you guys? Well, thank you. Yes, I would go to the website, sign up for our devotions. I, I think I've been stopped maybe 25 times at CLA since I got here to say, I get your devotions and I love them. So they're free. They can sign up online and get uh, devotions from us. We have podcasts. That's also on the, on the website. But our books and materials, uh, you know, I would just say the very first 
almost uh, opportunity is to buy a book, uh, call us up and have a conversation with us. You can call our 800 number, 800-383-6890 and talk about what would it mean in my organization to lead like Jesus. Our greatest desire is, our vision is that someday everyone everywhere will be impacted by someone leading like Jesus. So we have a lot of people to reach. And if organizations can come to us and say, this is what we want. We want to be a lead like Jesus organization. We will help. We will do whatever we can to come their way to help them lead like Jesus. What's the number one book that you sell? Lead Like Jesus Revisited. Are you willing to give one of those away on the air today? Absolutely. 866-713-9675. 866-713-9675. Get a copy of Lead Like Jesus Revisited. Uh, Phyllis and, and Rich, I love the concept. I love it. I, I wish we could spend more time because I really want people to understand that this is transformational stuff because Jesus was the greatest leader ever mm-hmm. to be lived. But I'm so glad you guys put this together. I really want our, our listeners to connect with Lead Like Jesus. But thanks for bringing it to our audience today. Really appreciate that. Tammy Heim, let's go back to you because you guys at Christian Leadership Alliance walk right alongside Lead Like Jesus to put together a, a leadership training. You call it something different. Talk to us about it. Well, we call it the Outcomes Leadership Core, and it's a series of four core experiences. And as Rich mentioned, he's here at the Outcomes Conference. He's doing a full day. Those that attend will take their biblical disc, and then they'll get a full day of coaching on that. Then we provide through the Outcomes Academy online modules, and they're 10 weeks in duration. And right now, we're running the Heart of the Leader, and actually Phyllis is training that. And then in the summer, we will do Lead Like Jesus, which is, again, a 10-week experience online, and people will be in community. They'll be processing it. And then we'll rotate. So we offer the online academy four times a year. So we'll do Heart of the Leader, then we'll do Lead Like Jesus. And then at the conference, our desire is as we bring leaders together, they can experience the biblical disc. And then Rich mentioned earlier the 10-hour encounter, Mm -hmm. which is really this deep immersion experience. Mm -hmm. So we believe there's identity. There's integration that happens as you read the material and the content and you go into like the course on the heart of the leader. Then you start to immerse yourself in it through the encounter and again, another online experience. And then as Phil has said, through the blog and the, um, the podcasts and the other resources they provide, it's like that ongoing encouragement that just continues to fan the flame. Because you're right, this isn't a one and done. It is really a commitment. And we know that. I mean, scripture taught we need to be spurred on and we need to be encouraged in this and brought to the forefront. And obviously, as we integrate it, we understand it and we apply it in our life. It's like practicing it. But there's resources to encourage us to just keep running the lane and just to be faithful to lead like Christ. Phyllis, it's got to be exciting to have an organization that is so excited about your organization that you can work hand and walk hand in hand with Tammy. It's got to be fun. It is absolutely fun and so grateful for the opportunity. And when Tammy said, when she came back with all of the reports that the leaders here didn't want to just be great leaders. They wanted to lead like Jesus. I thought, thank you, Lord. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what we wanted. We had prayed for that moment in time. We well, had. Imagine the transformation it. of our country. If yes. Christ-following leaders led like Jesus, our oh. country would be turned right side up for the final, finally for the first time. 
Tammy Heim, thanks for hosting us today from Christian Leadership Alliance. We really appreciate it. And Phyllis Hennessy Hendry, really appreciate you coming along with Rich Meese Thank from you. Lead Like Jesus. Thanks for being here today. Thanks so much. Check them out online, leadlikejesus.com, leadlikejesus.com. Get a copy of the book, 866-713-9675. And thank you to the Christian Leadership Alliance, christianleadershipalliance.org. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, our workplace. It's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.